Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Welcome to Warrior Mothers Who Know. It's our Q&A today with our Warrior Women of Light and Daughters of Light program. So usually we have a Nellity Milne come and today we're so fortunate we get to have Kim Davis come. She is works with Nellity closely and so we're just so glad that she's here and we're kind of excited as to why she's here too, right? So many of you re listened to her recently present to us in our Stay by the Tree Webinars of Hope series. And she was our first one that talked about, it's all about connection. And so Kim, if you'll just be thinking as we get going here, like if I were to just like overview kind of something important I wanted you ladies to remember in case somebody's here that was like, I haven't listened to that yet. You know, just kind of give just a little overview and then we're going to go into the questions and so we there were several there that didn't get to ask their question that wanted to and so we invited kim to come and have a q a with us in this meeting today so we're so glad you're here kim thanks for being here i'm going to turn the time over to bj she has some information for us and then we'll get to our q a so you ladies be thinking of any questions you have about yourself and how you show up in your parenting or how you care for yourself and what you're noticing is working and not working maybe, or even what you're noticing about a loved one and their challenges and maybe some of the obstacles you're facing 
in your own mind and in your own heart about how to help there or what to do. And anyway, just any question, Kim will be able to, you know, just like we always do in the spirit, do our best, right? So, okay, BJ, you're on. Okay, thank you, Karen. And thanks again, Kim, for coming back to be with us. We sure enjoyed you coming to share that message for our just our Stay by the Tree webinar. And I'll be putting that link to that message in the chat. It's now on our Mothers Who Know podcast channel. So that's an easy way to find it as well. But I'll put the link in there as well. So we just, before we get started, we just wanted to give a tiny bit of information and then, and then get going. But like Karen said, we would love for you to just be considering, just move yourself from I'm just observing the class and listening to like, I'm participating today and I'm, it helps you dig a little deeper. You know how, when you're at church and you're in the pews, you just feel different than if you're on the stand, you're kind of ready to think and, and participate. But anyway, kind of move yourself into that spot and just think a little deeper. And it just makes our time really meaningful when you think and consider questions you might have or situations you might have. So we have, we do have some, and we would love to just have yours as well. We'll be here until about 1230. And, and just so you know, your time, we'd love to have you be on screen. If you're available to do that, you don't even have to be sitting nicely looking at the camera. You can be doing your dishes or eating lunch or ironing or jogging or whatever you need to Well, jogging might be hard, but, but if you're on treadmill, that works, but uh, holding your phone and jogging might not work. Okay. So, but if you can't, we totally understand that. And we're just glad you're so we'll, this is where your mothers who know group. We meet every Tuesday at 11 o'clock mountain time. And it's just such a neat place, safe place for all kinds of questions. And some that are extra sensitive. And this is just a really great place to link arms with other like-minded women. And also just Karen's here to, to help lead the, the support. There's our, as the life-changing services, parent support specialist. And also she's the director of mothers who know, and, and we just, we have a therapist join our group a couple of times a month. And then lots of times we'll have other people come and help with this group. So Kim is one of those who has volunteered to come and help. So Thank you. We are part of life-changing services and just wanted you to know in case it's new to you, because we have our moms hear about this group from lots of different areas, but life-changing services is such an amazing place for people that are just professionals and other therapists that are just providing gospel-centered training and healing that really helps our families with lots of the common challenges that we're facing. And so the, one of their programs is the Daughters of Light program. And Kim works so closely with those awesome women and young women there. And just, so we might get to hear a little bit about that today, but you can go to lifechangingservices.org to find out a little bit more about the different programs that they offer. And then I think we'll just, Karen, unless you feel like there's something, something else to add in here, I'll throw some things in the chat with other information so that we can get going. That's awesome. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Welcome everybody. Again, some of you just popped on. Thanks for being here. Okay. Kim, such, I just want you ladies to know how much I like Kim. She's one of the people I wish I could hang out with more and someday that might happen. We'll see. But 
just I have so much love and respect for her. I've learned so much from her. And uh, we've known each other for several years here through Life Changing Services. Both of us fell in love with Eternal Warriors, the training and all those Eternal Warrior principles and applying them in our own lives. And then doing that also grew into other passions that we had for serving people. And so I support here at the mother's arm, the parent support arm at Life Changing Services. And she's working with the women and young women who come here for our training programs. So Kim, will you tell us a little bit more about what you do here? And then I'm just going to kind of let you just know you can facilitate it. If you have, if you see that someone's raised their hand, you're welcome to just say, Hey, so-and-so you just raised your hand. You're welcome to ask us all a question and have us enter things in the chat, whatever you want, but we do have some questions ready to go for you. Great. Great. Okay. So I, first off, I am honored and delighted to be invited to spend some time with you this morning. I count it a, a tremendous honor to be here with you. And I feel the same toward Karen. One day, one day, Karen, with our mansions in heaven, we'll just be neighbors and we'll talk over the fence all day long. That'll be beautiful. In the meantime, we're in the fight here. So I have been a little background with me. I've, I've been with life-changing services for over eight years. I initially was trained as an eternal warriors mentor. I've been doing that for a long time. I kind of pioneered the use of eternal warriors with families. It was, it was designed for youth groups, but it's really the, the principles are just needed everywhere in our lives. And I am a mother of eight. That's why families came to my mind when I got the training. My husband passed away in October last year from COVID and a brain tumor. And I'm now in grad school. I'm going to become a legit therapist. So one day you'll have me back as a therapist, which will be great. In the meantime, I work as a behavioral specialist for Daughters of Light. I facilitate two in-person groups, which I just love. It's for girls 12 to 18 in Farmington. There are if you have a daughter or you, you, you know a gal that is in need of that service, there are online groups also facilitated by amazing women and warrior women who know, which no, it's not warrior women who know, it's just warrior women, warrior women, which is the older sisters to the daughters of light, anyone over 18, not old, old sisters, just older that are wanting more self-mastery in specific areas. And Elody Milne runs those groups online. I, in addition to doing just personal coaching with with the Eternal Warriors and teaching families and individuals that way and Daughters of Light, my one of my favorite things that I get to do is I train the mentors. I train the any therapists that are working hand in hand with life changing services. They go through this mentor certification training. Well, I think it's just called certification now. So anyone that leads a group. That's what I do, kind of like in-depth training with the principals. And I love that. That is like just frosting for me. So I love it. I have a special needs daughter. She's 15 and a half. And what else? What else about me? I grew up in Preston, Idaho. So if any of you have seen Napoleon Dynamite, you have a little background into my cultural experience. 
But I was raised in a household of faith and I could just go on and on and on about my amazing parents. So that's influenced a lot of, of my worldview. Anyway, Karen, I, I don't know what else to say about me. That's it. That's, that's awesome. Another, <laughs> another thing I would say about Kim is that she has a heart that's so empathetic and so full of love and understanding totally understands just that yeah it feels messy it's hard it's not easy and that's one of the things i've always really found just endearing about kim is that she's super open to be like so helpful wherever you're and so yeah you ladies you asking questions here such a safe idea such a good idea and and when you bring up my messy life because oh my gosh yeah i live in a lot of messiness which is why i know anything that i know because <laughs> right when we when we need to know something we need to know so i i have a son that's been in sons of healman for a while i have a daughter that deals with anxiety a couple of daughters that deal with anxiety anyway life is not life is not perfect at my house that is for sure but i I praise God for the things that I've learned through people and through the spirit that I, I have learned some things that helped get my mess together. So I'm always, always happy to share. So thanks Karen for reminding me. Oh yeah. There's that messy part. I'm there. I get it. I totally get it. One of the things we like to say here is that there's, there's always a message and a miracle right in the middle of every mess, no matter what. There is a message there and a miracle there. And so much of it takes our reframing and looking at it a little different and knowing how to manage ourselves a little different in it. And that's what you're here to talk about is talk a little bit to us, Kim, about the whole manage, managing ourselves in our messes. Cause your message was so much about, you know, it's all about connection. That's a key to managing ourselves in our messes. So if you weren't able to be there when Kim spoke, or you haven't had a chance to listen to her presentation that went up on our Mothers You Know podcast channel, she's, if you'll just give us just a little kind of overview and then we'll go into our Q&A. Great. So one thing that I shared is first off, smoke and mirrors. And again, if any of you heard me speak much, you've heard me talk about smoke and mirrors. The enemy is so tricky he is a master magician and he's shifting the mirrors so we what we think we're seeing is real is really just a really good illusion and he shifts those mirrors and what we see in the mirror is who we think the enemy is well let me let me just describe a little bit of smoke and mirrors again for if that if that's a new concept for you how magicians use it as an illusion so if I, if I have something reflecting in this mirror and my trampoline's been moved, I, last time I used my trampoline, but it's been moved. But if you saw the trampoline here reflecting in the mirror and it was a pretty authentic looking mirror, so it looked like I had the trampoline in my house, you'd be like, wow, that's pretty awesome. But then I shift the mirror and the trampoline disappears. And then, then the mirror could shift again and you would see a tree or painting or whatever else is being reflected in the mirror. And, and he... A, a magician can do this because our senses are distracted with smoke. And if it was a magician show, it could be 
legitimate smoke, or it could be lights or music or something to distract the senses so you don't notice the mirrors shifting. So that's that's the concept of smoke and mirrors. And Satan, as a great magician, knows how to do this really, really well. And he will shift the mirrors. So whatever we see reflected in the mirror, we think is the enemy. And we're going to fight that, that image, whatever we see. And it might be, it might be our family, it might be our job, it might be money, it might be time, it might be our house, it might be our spouse, it might be ourselves. He's really good at shifting ourselves. If any of you have a negative self-thought, self-talk, that's that's just smoke and mirrors, right? The enemy's just saying, look at you, you're such a mess. And And something that you have to know is your brain believes evidence. Your brain will believe whatever evidence it, it gets. And if the reflection is me and I'm seeing myself as the enemy and then all this evidence is brought up, well, what about this? What about that? Look what you said to your kid. Look at, look at your house. Look at your dishes. Look at your finances. Look at blah, 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 right? Then I see, oh man, I am a mess. My clothes don't even fit. I, I must be the enemy, right? Or, or whatever, right? He's so shifty. And, and then Satan gets really tricky and he's, he, he loves to reflect the image of God. Then we see God is the enemy or his plan is the enemy or eternal life is the enemy or, or commandments or anything. Honestly, Satan does not care what you see in the mirror. As long as you are distracted and fighting that illusion, he can do what he wants. But he especially loves to use smoke and mirrors in families, if he can get us fighting each other, right, then he can just bow out and just be like, yeah, you guys just keep going on play there. And, and then the, the smoke, the smoke is generally situational or emotional. We get all stirred up with emotional smoke. And I like to use just a little short list. This is the short list of how to recognize smoke, three C's and two rhyming words, complaining, Comparing, criticizing, complaining, comparing, criticizing, blame, and shame. Blame is you're the problem. Shame is I'm the problem. But really, the umbrella for all of that is pride. And it's kind of funny to think that pride can be seen as, and remember, these are distorted mirrors. This is not, an, this is not accurate. This is not this is not real. It's like being in a fun house with a magician. So the mirrors are highly distorted. So if you see yourself as less than or unworthy or not enough, that's, that's just smoke and mirrors. So I, I want you to notice that. That's a warped sense of pride. Because as beloved daughters of Heavenly Father, who's been redeemed through the blood of Christ, you are enough. You are worthy through Christ. He doesn't, the enemy does not want you to know that. So he uses those distorted funhouse mirrors. And you might think, well, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so messy. I, you know, I'm less than, I'm not enough. And is there evidence for that? Yeah, you bet there is. <laughs> you bet there's evidence that you're not enough. That's the whole point, right? None of us are enough. That's why we need Jesus. He, he made us weak. He, he gives us weakness so that we'll come to him. 
But the enemy, Satan, is just like, oh, no, no. Just look at you. You're not enough. God doesn't even love you. That's just a distortion, but it's a distorted view of pride. So that's kind of interesting to consider. So, so smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors is really foundational to understanding the real battle. I was talking about smoke and mirrors last week with my daughters of light girls. And one of them said something. I was like, oh, like this big light bulb went off over her head. And she said, she said, I realized where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And fire often is out of control passions, right? Whether that's anger or lust or whatever, where there's smoke, there's fire. And sometimes, sometimes, like if you are, you know, whittling two sticks together or whatever, you're going to see a little bit of smoke and then the fire erupts. But either way, I thought that was really insightful. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. So I'm, I'm learning about, about these principles all the time. I'm aware of them. And and by the way, everything that I share about smoke and mirrors, I again, I credit God for this. This was not my idea. I'm not that smart. He he told me this. He gave this to me. And the more I teach it, the more I see it, the more I live, I just like, wow, yeah, that was from a true source. One day it'll be in a book, but I I totally credit God for that. Okay, so understanding smoke and mirrors is really, really important because that is where the enemy gets us right off. He gets us with smoke and mirrors. So, and, and I've taught this a lot and people have said to me, no, I don't see anybody as the enemy. I don't see anybody as the enemy. Like smoke and mirrors doesn't work with me. I don't see anybody as the enemy. So then I invite you, if, if you feel that, if, you, if that's like your perspective, I, I invite you to just ask yourself a few more questions like, have I ever been irritated with someone or frustrated or disappointed even, right? Because you, you, they don't measure up. It's just smoke and mirrors. Like it is, it's happening all the time, all the time. Okay, so smoke and mirrors. Understand smoke and mirrors is the first step in Satan's pattern. I'm, I'm going to share two patterns. I shared two patterns when I spoke a few weeks. Uh, Satan's pattern is this. Satan's pattern is pride. Pride. And the next step, and pride, pride is just smoke and mirrors. That's why I went into that in depth. Pride is just smoke and mirrors. Pride. And then contention. Contention. And then the next part of the pattern is dissension. A separation. Pride contention, dissension, and then destruction. And that's the enemy's ultimate game. And he will use whatever means he can he can to destroy you. But when we start to notice right at the beginning, oh, that's just smoke and mirrors, then you can you can play differently. You can show up differently. So recognize that. In fact, this morning, this was fun this morning, Karen, when I was reading my scriptures, I was like, oh my gosh, I get to talk at Melissa. No, I get to share this. So I was reading in the war chapters and I love the war chapters. If you read with eyes to see, it's like, oh my gosh, this is my battle plans for the day. So this morning I was reading Alma 51 and 
and listen to this. Listen to this. Listen for those words. Okay, this is Alma 51, verse, verse 16. Verse 16 and 17. I'll read part of 17. Okay. This is talking about Moroni, four chapters. It was Moroni's first care to put an end to such contentions and dissensions among the people. For behold, this had been hitherto the cause of all their destruction. And into verse 17, it came to pass, Moroni commanded his army, they should go against the kingmen to pull down their pride. That's how it started. Anyway, I was super excited. Like it was like, that's, it's there. Yeah. Pride, contention, dissension, destruction. That's the enemy's game plan. Okay, on the other side, right? Because Satan always is a counterfeit. He, 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 he's not very original. He'll just see what God's doing and he'll just make a counterfeit. So on the other hand, this is God's pattern. God's pattern is connection, love, sanctification. And you could use salvation in there, but I really like sanctification because that is holiness. Connection, love sanctification, exaltation. And with exaltation is creation. How cool is that, right? Satan wants us to into destruction and God wants to bring us into creation. Okay, so that's kind of an overview of what we talked about. Great scripture for God's pattern when we talked about sanctification last time. Third Nephi, I have these all you, but can you tell me the, the what's the four things satan the order please yeah pride i'm glad you asked because i'm sure there are other people that were like oh i wanted to write that down Thanks. pride and and put a big side note we want to notice that right off and it's with smoke and mirrors that's how you're going to see it or feel it that awareness so key so smoke and mirrors let me let me start with smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors Criticism, complaining, comparing. Those are the three C's. Blame and shame. Those are the rhyming words. That's the short list. Like that's not the ultimate list, right? That's just, that's just a, how you can start to smell the smoke, see the smoke, feel the smoke. That's the short list. But really all of it is pride. That's why I say put that on the side. Okay, pride, contention, dissension, that separation, and then destruction. And you'll see it, you'll see it in the Book of Mormon, just like I read in Alma 51. You'll see it over and over and over again, played out in the Book of Mormon. You'll see it, so you'll see it on the big scale, right? But I invite you to bring it in closer, see it in your family, and see it in yourself. This, this is a cycle that just happens on every level. It's fractal geometry. <laughs> it's the same pattern, just smaller or bigger, either way. Great, great question. So pride, just contention, pride, contention, dissension, destruction. God's pattern is connection, love, sanctification, exaltation, creation. And, and a great verse in the Book of Mormon that goes along with that is in 3 Nephi. And I shared this in when I spoke 2720. This is the commandment. Repent all ye ends of the earth and come unto me. He's inviting connection. Be baptized in my name. 
that baptism, by the way, that covenant, right? That's, that's God's invitation to all of us. Come connect, 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 connect deeply with the covenant that you may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost, sanctified to be made holy, to be made like him. And look at the connection with that. The Holy Ghost, we know how valuable our bodies are, how key they are in the plan. But the Holy Ghost, because of his love for us, for whatever, I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know that he is a being of spirit so that he can come and dwell in us. That's connection to dwell in us. And Jesus Christ, through his atonement, his at one month, so he can know how to succor us, to lead us through all the things we're going through because he's been through it individually, personally, right? That's connection at one month. That's leading us back, bringing us back to the presence of the Father, to live like him. That's exalt God's life all about creation. Creation, creation, and, and recognize this big scale, right? God's work, big scale. But look at your work. We're creating relationships. And note, that's what Satan wants to destroy. So that's that's the two patterns. Okay, so I, I talked a lot. That was a lot of setup. Let's get some questions. I'm here for Q&A. Yeah, but yeah. I already know the answer. You already know the answer. The answer is the real battle every time. And the real battle is to have the spirit to be your best self, to be whole brain, to, to connect. That's, that's the answer. I'll just say it to you in different ways. And if you want tools and how to do that, I can help with that. Yeah, we're going to need your different ways and your tools and that over and over again. And isn't that amazing? That came out early this morning is that if we don't hear truth over and over and over again, because the spiritual battles we face get so intense, right? It's so easy for us to be like, because I'm just kind of in that cycle you just talked about, I can't remember what I know that's smart, right? And so, so important to just hear it over and over again. So ladies, if you have a question, you can raise your hand. You have a virtual hand if you wanna do that or your real hand works too. BJ has some questions ready to go for you, Kim that we already had and people have sent in since they knew you were coming. So. If you ladies would rather just have BJ read your question too, you can just send it directly to BJ in the chat and she'll read it. So let's see how many we can get to. And Kim, is your time okay? We usually stay till 1230. Are you okay with yeah, that? I'm good. I'm great. Okay, awesome. Okay, you're on, Beach. Okay, thank you. And thanks for all that information you just shared. Kim got us all on the same page and I appreciated you introducing yourself a little bit because I heard things that I didn't even know before and we've had you before. So thank you for that. And also my battery on my computer is almost dead and I've tried to you plug in a thousand different chargers and it's still not charging. So I've got my phone on as well, so I can jump over to that, but I might not be able to see some of those questions. But let's go ahead and go first to one that was sent in. And then Karen, I sent those to you just in case I okay. drop off, then you'll have them in the chat. But, okay. but let's go to the one that was emailed in first. Kim, I sent that to you, but if it's okay, I'll just go ahead and read it out loud because it will be helpful for everyone. And then we'll go that way. Okay. So it's from one of our awesome mamas that's here today, and she can help to clarify if needed. So just a little background so that it makes sense. I have a lot of mental disorders and I may be going to the hospital for treatment again soon. 
I very easily get overwhelmed. However, I have a sister that seems to really need my help. She told me she has nobody else to go to. When she talks to me, her voice often raises and she vents and tells me about all the things that are going wrong in her life. My stress and anxiety gets so high during this time. I keep telling her I need to go, but then she keeps saying, okay, one last thing, which leads to many last things. And finally, hours later, she'll go. I feel like she's trying to use me as a therapist and I'm not even able to take care of myself very well right now. I don't think she has insurance to go to her own therapist though. And she definitely doesn't have the money. I did tell her we can't talk while I am at the hospital because I need to work on my recovery. I kind of feel bad about that, but I've been in the hospital before and I know it's not really realistic to talk to her during that time. I don't know how I can be there for her and keep myself afloat. Many times after I talk to her, I'm almost, I'm almost an entire night, just up all night, trying to calm myself and feel okay again. Just that's, that's the end. And thank you so much for sending that question in. Thank you. Yeah, that that's really vulnerable. And I just honored that, that you would trust us with something so personal. And some questions that I would like to invite you to consider is who do you see as the enemy? So listening to that story, and ladies, if any of you, sisters, you're, you're my sisters, if any of you want to help me understand this a little bit better, I'm going to open that up. Who is seen as the enemy in this experience? Yeah, self, definitely. I'm up all night wrestling with this. I'm the problem. Um, and then who else? The sister, and right? Like she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't honor my request. And yeah, the sister. A lot, of, a lot of my time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't that interesting? Because the sister is seeking connection, but it's being disconnected there because ah, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on. First, uh, well, let me ask another question. Who's under attack in, these, in this situation, in this experience? Who's under attack? Both people. Yeah, they both are. Both of them. They're, they're both under attack. They're both under attack. And Satan is so good, right? Like he, he's attacking them both individually, but he's sucking them into this vortex. So they're both kind of experiencing this attack together. And instead of feeling, and I, I don't know how the sister, when she's off the phone, how she's experiencing things, because we're not hearing her side, but we know how this gal is feeling, is she's, she's still under attack when the call is over nothing's resolved so let's let's go back to the real battle the real battle is to have the spirit and and I, i've taught this to a gal and she's like i just don't get that i don't get that like does that mean like like in in testimony meeting when i'm feeling the spirit and i'm crying and i'm emotional it could be it could be that it could be that Feeling the spirit, learning learning the language of the spirit takes a lot of practice. And I'm sure if we went around, each of you could just share tremendous insight in how you recognize his voice. In Galatians 5.12, if I get the, oh no, 5.22, I can't remember the exact 
reference, but the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, love unfeigned. That's, that's how you know you're feeling the Spirit. That's connection. Okay? So the real battle, the only way to win smoke and mirrors, the only way to win smoke and mirrors is to fight the real battle. The real battle is to have the spirit. Or in other words, the, the real battle is true connection. The real battle is being whole brain, acting as your very best self. We talked about whole brain last time. Do that hand. So, so what, what could be the answer in this situation? It's a really tricky situation. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion. And not seeing things clearly both being caught up in smoke and mirrors. So if we were to step back and say, okay, how can I fight the real battle in this situation? And as, as that, that sister receiving the phone call and it taking up all day, not having the wherewithal to give, she's, she's also empty, right? She's fighting her own battles. The answer is the real battle, to point each other to Christ. That's the only answer. And, and Christ uses us in ways that we can help align ourselves with Christ. And it could look like, it could look like setting some really healthy boundaries because smoke and mirrors, right? I don't want to see you as the enemy. I really want to connect. That, that honors both of us. And I don't have all the answers for this dear sister in this situation. So it might take some prayer to say, how do I focus on Christ and how do I help my sister focus on Christ? Is it okay if I speak up as the person who sent in that question? Yeah. <laughs> my sister doesn't believe in Christ right now. And there's a lot of criticizing and, and complaining going on, even about my parents, which is very hard. <laughs> Because I, I I would like to be able to get away from that. I feel like it's speaking very harshly of others. And and, and as she raises her voice and, and, and says such negative things, it feels like it's driving the spirit away. I think you went on mute. Yeah, I just was agreeing. You're absolutely right. That will always drive the spirit away. So I, I've, I have actually tried to set some boundaries of like, well, maybe we can set a certain amount of time for venting but then it then it needs to we need to kind of stop and, and get on some more positive things because hours of just that is too much I, I and I don't know I, I I'm still trying to figure that out so I honor you for recognizing that that's that's why is that smoke and mirrors are are so sneaky because the criticizing and complaining and comparing all of that drives the spirit away always so, so even if she doesn't believe in God right now or accept Christ right now, that's when we step into like whole brain. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I've taught the same thing to people in a secular way. I, I just can teach you more clearly if I can use the language. So to answer that too, sometimes we do need to vent. We, we got to get stuff out. Actually, we have to get it out because if, if we don't get it out, it will come out when we're under pressure. I promise you that. Like you squeeze an orange and eventually what's going to come out? Not apple juice because apple juice isn't in there. Whatever's in there is going to come out. 
So we've got to get that negative out of it. It's just learning how to do it in a safe way. And I honor you for setting boundaries with the sister. And and consider even setting a little tighter boundaries. Our our boundaries here is I'm happy to listen to to gratitude. That's all I can do right now emotionally. Because you're fighting your own big emotional mental battles. So sister, I love you. If you want to talk about all the good things in our lives, I'm so I can be there with you. If you have negative stuff, I can share with you a tool that you can use, but I can't be me. Does that make sense? And I can share some tools with you. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I was going to say, what tool? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let me give you some tools. And I use these tools myself. I just used last week. Ah, last week. Oh, my gosh. My kids, my teenage daughters were supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? And they come down, and they're not doing it. They're, like, doing anything but. And I... All of a sudden, like I was dying. I was the smoke was so thick, I couldn't see straight. Maybe I'm just like there's a list. Of you are watching a show and doing your nails. Like this is unbelievable. And I I was starting to choke on smoke, right? And I could feel so much inside of me. I'm like I've got to get this out in a safe way because if I say one word, I'm going to go through that pattern so fast and destroy these girls and the relationship so fast so fast. So I just seriously, I just caught my breath. And sometimes you got to do that. If you're choking on smoke, you just catch your breath. And I said, okay, I, I just got to go for a walk. And I went for a walk. It was, it was, it was probably two miles. And three quarters of that walk was me talking out loud. Well, I wasn't talking. I was yelling. I was saying words that I would never say in public. I was saying all sorts of things to my daughters not to their physical ears because that would destroy them. It would destroy our relationship. But I had all of this inside of me. I had to get it out. So I, uh, this is a, a tool that somebody taught me. I love to share it. I to walk and talk. So I'm walking. I was walking with more vigor and energy than I have felt in a long time because I had all that energy, just that fire inside of me. Right. So I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm, I'm screaming, I'm cussing at them. I'm just, all the things that I would want them to know. And I got to whatever marker I had predetermined in my mind. Okay, I'm going to get to that point, And then I'm going to restore. So you have to do this release and restore thing. Your sister's trying to release on you, but there's no restoration. And it's not a safe place to release. Not on, not on people that you can hurt their ears, right? Hurt their physical spirit, right? You notice that the spirit has been driven away. So I, I released, released, released all the emotion physically because I'm walking hard and I'm releasing the words and I'm releasing the emotion because it's got to come out. And then when I got to that designated point that I was going to turn around and come back home, I apologized to them. I said, uh, you know, girls, I, I really want to apologize to you. They're not with me. I do. They're still doing their nails and watching TV. <laughs> so I apologized to them and I apologized to God because they're his. And I apologize for offending the spirit because I said some stuff. And and then I apologized and I asked forgiveness. And I apologized to myself. Kimberly, you don't show up like that. What was all that? I just really apologize for all that negative and please forgive me. And then on the way back, the walk back, and I knew this was going to be hard. I was just like, I don't even know if I'll say anything nice on the way back, but I know I had to, right? The release 
restore. I had to restore. So on the way back, the whole restoration was, again, talking to my daughters that weren't there, kind of a spirit-to-spirit conversation about all the things that I love about them and, and how life can be really difficult for them and difficult to have me as a mom, right? And all the times that I didn't show up, but how much I love them and how inadequate I am and, and just so many things. All so so releasing the negative on the walkout, restoring with positive and gratitude on the walk-in, and it took me about thirty seconds into that restoration that I didn't think was possible on my walkout. Thirty six seconds into that restoration, that my heart overflowed with love for those girls, and then when I came home, the situation hadn't changed. The situation had not changed. They were still doing their nails and watching TV. What had changed? Me. I had changed. I could now show up as my best self. I could show up in a place that I was whole brain, that I could connect with God. The the real battle has nothing to do with anybody else. It doesn't matter how they show up. That's why it's a battle is because it's about you. How do you show up personally? How do I show up? So I could show up and I, you right, squoze that orange. I got it all out. And so now I could come back into the situation. I was ready to connect, to feel love. Love doesn't mean it's reciprocal. It means I am in a place of love. I could feel the spirit, that sanctification, feeling the spirit. And then I could step into creation with them. Okay, let's let's brainstorm. It doesn't mean that there are not consequences. There were still consequences for the girls for being uh, off task. They still had consequences. But our relationship wasn't destroyed because I showed up as my best self, regardless of how they showed up. Does that make sense? So going back to your sister, she she needs a, a way to release and restore. And maybe she doesn't know about restore. So we say venting, but venting is actually, it's, it's like throwing up on somebody. That's messy. You don't want anybody to throw up on you. You don't want them to throw up in your car. You don't, you don't want you to throw up on you. Like that is messy. We got to get rid of it in an appropriate way. And then you restore. And if, if it was an illness, right, and we eat something bad and we get it out of our body and then we restore with, with rest, with fluids, with all the things, okay? So it, breathing in and out, release and restore. So, so it might be helpful in talking to your sister to give her a tool to release and restore. A walk and talk is just one of the tools. Or sometimes I, I write, like if it's not an appropriate time to go walking, I'll just throw up all over a piece of paper, but you don't give it to anybody, just like you wouldn't give them your bowl of throw up. You get rid of it. You rip it up. You throw it away. But, but venting is not enough. That's only part of the process. There has to be a restoration, the release and restore. So then after I write garbage about my family and myself and about all the things, right? I destroy it, wash your hands. And then you have to restore. Then you take another paper and you write all the good things. 
So if you were writing it, if you were writing for a release and restore, your your release would say, I feel blank, 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 blank. Because again, your brain loves evidence, right? And then for a restore, I am, I am is a powerful word because, and then you keep writing. I am is identity. So if you're going to claim anything for your identity, make sure it's really awesome because that's who you are. I'm grateful. I'm powerful. I'm creative. I'm, I'm fun. I'm nice. I'm funny. Oh, and I have to add this addendum. This is a really important. These are power words through Jesus Christ because I'm a mess. But with Jesus Christ, I got it together. With Jesus Christ, I'm healed. With Jesus Christ, I'm learning. With Jesus Christ, I'm whole. We're designed that way. We're designed that way. You're designed weak on purpose. You come to God. Our children are designed weak on purpose. So they'll come to God, not to you. And I love that Karen reminds you that every week. Stay in your lane. Stay by the tree. Yeah. So do you think that I can help her by, I know right now she has a lot of blame towards my dad and he has called her a couple names like fat and lazy. And she recently also found out her thyroid is super low. So it explains a lot of the fatigue and weight gain four times lower than it needs to be. And I was wondering if there's some way I can help point out to her. Yeah, I know you want to blame dad because it is mean to say such things I don't know if if there's a way I can help point out how she can use that restore and kind of help her along that is a great question and and recognize your father is also under attack who does he see as the enemy her and there's the evidence that lazy there's probably evidence for that he doesn't under maybe doesn't understand the underlying effect the thyroid but recognize we're all fighting our own battles, right? So it, it could be helpful to say, sister, I love you so much and validate her feeling. What you're feeling is absolutely valid. What dad said, boy, that no doubt was hurtful. And there's probably a lot more that she could bring up. But the only person we can control is ourselves. The only thing we can control is ourselves. And that is a little painful bit of information when there's so much evidence that we're that we're the victim or we're under attack. And of course there's evidence why why we should buy into that too. So if she's open to recognizing, look, you you can't you're right, what dad said was absolutely inappropriate. It was wrong, it was unkind, it's all those things. You're absolutely right. But we can't change him. We can't change anybody. But it might be helpful to vent in a way, to not just vent, but to do some self-care to restore that place. Crystal, I'm you. I have every confidence in you that because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you will know how to share this with her. And there will be other metaphors or experiences that come to mind that she will understand that God will tell you how to explain this to her. That will make sense to her. And and it might take a little while. But to give her a, a place to to let go. She's got a lot of 
she's got a lot of emotions and a lot of negative because she's under attack. And no doubt, no doubt that that attack that dad said is the same attack that she's heard from the enemy with the mirror facing herself. So, okay. I invite you to, to do a little writing or praying about it specifically. How can I teach my sister? Or you might just say, hey, I learned this new tool so that you can, we can both vent in a healthy way but not to ourselves, not to each other, because that hurts us. But we can come back and restore together with gratitude. Ponder on that. I, I hope the rest of you are getting some principles out of this. And, and if we had more time, but essentially that's learning, learning to release and restore and always fight the real battle. And there's nothing you can do about your sister, nothing she can do about her dad, but it's all about where am I showing up? Okay. And you might have to do and restore after a conversation with her. Get rid of it. Don't hold on to it. BJ, do we have another question? Yeah, we do have five or six questions that are in. Let's let's go to Kathy and then we have a few more. We'll see what we can get to. We have Kim for about 30 more minutes. So thanks for your question, Crystal. And then we'll go there. Yeah, I just had a comment because I especially, I appreciate that she asked what you do if the person doesn't believe in God, because I have that situation with my with my daughter. And so I appreciate the thoughts on that. But I, I have thought that obviously the women that come to this class, everyone is, they have a deep love for their family. And so that's why the battles are so difficult. When someone purges or goes on and on about their problems, we always want to help them. And I feel like that's why Crystal obviously struggles because she does ultimately want to help her to make it better. And I've thought about how I've had experiences in my life where people will just unload on me and tell me all their problems and I can go away and I don't feel like connected and it doesn't keep me up at night or anything like that. It doesn't mean that I don't love them, but I don't have that deep like desire to help them because we're like connected. And so I think that all of it does stem from our own thoughts as you were talking about that our thoughts when we're with our families, our kids, our, our loved ones, our thought is we want to help them because we're, we are there to support one another, but ultimately it is really our thoughts. And as Crystal was saying, you know, how can I help my sister to think differently about my dad? That's something we can't really do. We have to, of course we can, you know, encourage them, but they have to change their thoughts. And so it really is all about what we do for ourselves to get us to think differently about it. But thank you so much for sharing that though. It really does does help me a lot to know how to handle situations with my daughter. I appreciate your insight in that, that you were able to recognize that. And, and it's a hard thing to, to take on, but, but that, that's the truth, right? What came to my mind too, as I was listening to you, Kathy, President Nelson in his most recent address talked about this, to, to get rid of the, the contention in our own lives that we can't change anybody else. It's all right here. And, and daily repentance is just realignment with God. That's all it is. Just I'm going to get a little more aligned with God. That's repentance. Again, thank you, Kathy. BJ, are there other questions? Yes, there are. And just one thing I loved, Kim, is just when you talked about the, your own daughters and your own release and restore and just saying still consequences, you know, I appreciate that piece because sometimes I don't know what to do with, well, I guess I just go over and stroke them on the head and change my thoughts, but I don't have any, you know, <laughs> parenting in art, you know? And so anyway, I always, I, thanks for adding that. Cause sometimes I get a little 
off on what that what that means you know or what I do but and, and can I add on that when we are in when we're in our whole brain when we're in alignment with God right and we're we're in a, our best place when we are with the spirit we can give consequences in a in a place of love versus giving consequences and condemnation and and boy god's so good at that hey i love you guys so much that you get a drought i love you guys so much that you know and i'm talking big scale i'm thinking i'm thinking actually like i hope not us i'm thinking of like nephi in in the book of helaman or you know i love you so much i'm going to send the enemy to conquer you so that you will repent i'm thinking you know biblical stuff but but it might be a little more it, it will be a little more close at home, but, but always with love. I love you so much. I'm going to remind you, you need to change. And it kind of hurts sometimes. It might be, you know, for those that are struggling with big stuff. I love you so much right now. You can't take the sacrament, but you get to prepare yourself to be different. Condemnation is different. Love that. Can you, would you mind just sharing when you went back home after your walk and the girls were doing TV and stuff and you said, still consequences. How did that look? I mean, how did that sound when you were coming from a place of love? Oh, it, it was 180 different. I was like, hey, hey, we're going to turn this off. Everybody, let's remind her what we're, what we're supposed to be doing. And you didn't do your chores on time. Let's talk about the consequences of that. You won't be able to do that, but that's okay. You made different choices. That's cool. Very different than me spitting fire earlier. <laughs> Which that's why I couldn't talk. I couldn't even talk to them. I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. Like the smoke is so thick. I cannot think. I can't breathe. I can't see. The smoke was so thick. But for me to come back in a place of love and and honor them, I totally honor your choices. But recognize that because you made this choice, this is the, this is what else happened. So that's cool. I love you. Yeah, that's helpful. That's super helpful. Thank you. Okay, let's move to the and the next question. My question is that I would like to do, let's see. How do you not have angry feelings towards your child? We have struggled for years and I have provided resources for them. I feel like they're not even trying. They're not really trying. I love my child and we have a great relationship, but I'm starting to have feelings where I'm mad that they're not trying hard enough? Great question. Who can relate to that question? Whatever the resources are, right? Whether it's piano lessons, whether it's Sons of Helaman, whether it's, oh, I know. <laughs> I totally get that one. I get that one. I get it. So first question, who do you see as the enemy? And what's really going on? What's really going on? Who's the enemy? Like, that's for real. I'm asking you guys in that scenario, in that situation. She's seeing her child. Yeah. And is there evidence? Yeah. Yeah. And anger, interestingly, there's some fear involved too. If we were to step back and peel away the mirrors, there's some fear. And what's the fear? And, and what does that reflect in the mirror of who's the enemy? That he won't ever recover and that she'll be a bad mom, that she failed because... She wasn't able to give him the right resources or be the right kind of mom to help him to overcome his struggles. Wow, that was insightful. So who, if she's a bad mom, who else is the enemy? Herself. 
Yeah. Ow. 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 Okay. So watch for those, right? Anger always has like added, added mirrors. There's layers there. Okay. So we have to sometimes, sometimes, like literally we have to leave the situation. Like I had to leave the situation, but we have to do that emotionally too. Step out of the situation because some battles, and I know this from personal experience, when we're caught in smoke and mirrors, we will fight on the wrong side. We will fight shoulder to shoulder with Satan and his minions because the evidence is so profound. Those are hard battles to fight. And I know this because I was fighting shoulders. I'm like, I agree with Satan. I agree with the evidence. I can't fight this. And a cosmic two by four hit me on the head. And God was like, will you stop fighting that? Just leave that alone. And you just step out and you just fight to have the spirit fight to connect with me. I'll take care of that. Right? So sometimes we have to just step out of it. Okay. I'm going to do everything I can personally to find connection with God. And if I have the spirit, he will help me figure this other part out. It always comes back to the real battle. When our children are not doing all of this, smoking mirrors, expectations, frustration. Again, it's not without consequence. Are there consequences? Yeah, you bet. Maybe he has to pay for a group. Or maybe he gets zero computer privileges. Or maybe he gets computer privileges or phone privileges only if you're sitting next to him on the phone. But then if that's the case, then you show up with a bowl of popcorn. And and so the it's fun to sit next to you and you, you bring snacks and be like, let's do your computer stuff. Right? So there might be consequences, but condemnation is different than consequences. And again, step out of that battle. Not what's really going on here. What's really going on is not what it seems. It feels like he's the enemy. It feels like him not stepping up is part of the battle, right? You've heard that. You've heard that. You got to pick your battle. The only battle you need to pick is how to connect with the spirit, how to show up as your best self, how to be whole brain, no matter what anybody else is doing or not doing. You might need a lot of release and restore as you fight that battle. I promise you, you will. I've had to do a lot of release and restore. I hope that helps. EJ, are there other questions? Yes, we do have a few more questions. The, this one's just a clarifying one from something you had mentioned earlier. You had said something about being in your right mind. I'm trying to find the question. Do you remember what that was? And if not, can you make a guess? And well, well, me, I don't. I don't know the question, but I'll explain that. If, if, okay, so whole brain, and this is Dan Siegel. Dr. Dan Siegel talks about whole brain. So this is a handy model with a brain, right? Brainstem, lower brain, I mean, spinal column, lower brainstem, limbic system. This is very simplified brain anatomy. Limbic system is your gut reaction, your emotions, fight, flight, freeze. There's a lot more to the limbic system than that. But again, simplified. It's in the middle of your brain. You wrap your prefrontal cortex around that, your emotion, driving your values. This is where you keep your values. This is whole brain. This is... I am in control of myself. I'm a problem solver. I see other people as people. I want to talk a little bit more about that. I, in addition to whole brain is, well, part of being whole brain is consequences. 
past, present, future. This, if, if this, then that, right? My actions have consequences. The past has consequences, right? We're this whole brain. There's like nine, nine things. And you can, you can read about Dan Siegel's stuff in the book, Mind Sight. It's a really great book, but it's kind of, it's a great book, but he, he has a lot of TED Talk stuff online. So this is whole brain. When we show up as our best self, problem solver, full of love, full of connection. But when we get triggered, that's a common word. When we get triggered or flashed, if you're familiar with the book, like dragons, did they fight? Oh, somebody put the hand model on YouTube. Thanks. When we, when we pick up on a trigger or we get flashed, then instead of, instead of this, us working whole brain, we go from gut reaction and limbic system takes over. Like it doesn't really leave its place in the brain, but synaptically it hits it faster. It's like an extra synapse to be able to get your frontal lobe on. So it hits that gut reaction. And then we say things, we do things that later when we come back online, we go, oh my gosh, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I did that. I never would have done that if I had been in my right mind. I don't know what I was thinking because we weren't thinking. We were limbic, taken over. So that's the hand model. Uh, a note on objectification. So often we, you know, pornography is bad because it objectifies women. Well, it also objectifies men. So that is objectification, treating someone like an object. But I invite us all to be a little more introspective regarding that. This is part of smoke and mirrors, is objectification. When we see someone as an object in our way or a means to an end, we are also objectifying them. And it's really easy to do when we have a long list and our kids aren't helping. <laughs> really easy to say, you are in my way. You are an object in my way. Or you are an object to get my way. Objectification can be really subtle, like crazy subtle. And again, it's, I'm not saying kids should never help with the list. Like I've got this huge list on the fridge. It's unbelievable. But it's our way of being. That's what it comes down to. It's our way of being. If any of you are familiar with, all, all of a sudden I blinked. Anyway, that's not a bit important. It'll come back. Bonds that make us free. Arbinger, Arbinger stuff. Arbinger stuff actually teaches the same thing in a different language. You're going to find similar principles at Arbinger that you find at life-changing services taught in a different way. It's applied in different ways, but it's essentially the same thing. Your way of being, fighting the real battle, clear the smoke. It's all the same thing. Oh, yeah, Arbinger Institute. And they've written some really great books. And I, I like, oh, it's been too long since I've, read the titles, but there's some of, some of the stuff is written in a narrative, which is fun to be able to story, our brain gets story. Okay, so I lost the question. What was the question? I got started talking about objectification. Watch for objectification. Watch for it. Watch for the way you ask your children to help, or you ask your husband to help. Are they an object in your way, or are they an object with which to get your way? Or do you see them as other people, real people with feelings and emotions, just as value, valuable and valid as your own? 
Leadership and Self-Deception. Great. Whoever's adding great insights, full books. Okay. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. And by the way, when we get to the end, I'm going to ask for your takeaways. So if you haven't gotten anything yet, start thinking, what do I want to are other questions, BJ? Yes, we do. Thank you. We are getting things, and that's a great, great reminder. Okay, you ready for this one? This is a real one that everyone here can relate to. Electronics are a nightmare. I can't even get my child to look at me. I can't compete with them. I feel like I've lost my child. If I try to take them away or control it, things get really ugly. I feel like throwing my hands up and giving up. Not sure what to do. Boy, what mother has not felt that? I have felt that keenly. I have absolutely felt that keenly too. So what's really going on here? Who's the enemy? What's the enemy? What's the smoke? So over to you, sisters. Who's, who or what's the enemy in this situation? Technology, her son, her child, mm -hmm. herself. Yeah, I was going to say, Karen, there might be some fear, and the fear uncovers, oh, it's just me naked in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I really am that awful person that I was hoping I wasn't, but I'm sure I am. Yeah, that, that nobody wants to look at, not, not even more, more, more exciting than a screen, right? or that I can't parent this good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I have the same battle here. I have five young adults. And so they're, you know, they're paying for their own phones so they can be on it whenever they want. Right. This is a constant discussion at our house and it has to be. And if, if your child is, if, if you can take that phone away without condemnation, but with, what's that word I used earlier? Consequences, consequences or correction. Yeah, you've got to do it. You're the mother. You're the mother. Going back to God's pattern of connection, love, sanctification, and exaltation, we are designed for connection. We are absolutely designed for connection. You read any book on human development and it's apparent. We show up on the planet ready to connect. We need it. We need connection. The enemy has given us lots of opportunities for a counterfeit connection. If we don't know how to connect, we will seek any connection and it, we might fall into a counterfeit connection, such as pornography or Facebook or video games or whatever. And, and screens are especially tricky because it's, it's creating an addiction here, like chemically, right? But emotionally, too, we're having this counterfeit connection, disconnection. How do we do it? How do we how do we break that that disconnection that they're experiencing and i think that's open for huge discussion more than i can offer here i'm just going to offer what i what i am currently doing because i'm fighting this why do you think i took a long walk <laughs> 
is to offer connection. And connection can look like a lot of things. Remember, you get you get yourself right. You get whole brain, right? And then that invitation to work, to play, to eat, to do physical activity, to read, to laugh, to do anything. And sometimes we have to draw some pretty strong lines. And we do it with love. If you're in a place and you're doing it out of condemnation, I invite you to take a walk and do some talking or do some writing but so that you can come back and say, these are the lines. These are, these are our boundaries. And, and the prophets have talked about this. President Ballard, Elder Ballard has talked about this. This is our box where our phones go, our computers go, and it goes there from during dinner time. There are no phones at the table. Oh, this was a conversation we had two nights ago. Remember, we don't text at the table. Oh, but this is da, 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 da. that's okay. Put it away. And I've said, I've said, I've said, this is our boundaries from nine to whatever time. I don't care how old you are. This is our family time. You live here. This is how we show up as a family. And and again, I'm not going. My intention is not to be condemning with them, but an invitation to connect. But whether they connect or not, that's their choice. But we have some boundaries and these are the boundaries. And I'm showing up in a place, my very best self. Yeah, Anelody, please share. Well, one of the things that I noticed was said was in the question was, and I'm getting a lot of pushback. And in the end, it's the pushback that's really the hardest for us to manage. And in the end, it that is what I would say causes us to become emotionally escalated. Mm-hmm. And so the big question is, how can I remain calm, grounded, and neutral while my child is giving me pushback? And that is a matter of us learning how to manage our own emotional state. Yeah. And that's just another another way of saying fight the real battle. You manage your own emotional state. The pushback in the enemy's pattern is the contention. But look, there's no contention because <laughs> I'm over here in connection <laughs> rather than engaging there. Yeah. And Elodie, well said, managing our own emotional state. That's, that's the real battle. Can I show up as my best self no matter what anybody is or isn't doing? But learning how to do a release and restore is helpful. Are there any more questions, BJ? We do have two more questions. These were ones that we just kind of have in a little pool of common questions. So if there is a, if there's a, someone here that's thinking, I kind of have something stirring around on my heart right this second. Will you please just unmute yourself and let's just use these last few minutes. You're welcome to jump in right here. I just have a quick question on the, the restore part. I caught the venting and, but when you say release and restore, so your release is I'm so upset or I'm feeling this way because, and then the restore, I, I just didn't, it wasn't very clear for me on how to, how to restore that upsetness, I guess. Yeah, that's great. That's a great question. I appreciate you asking that. So if I'm writing, and I'm, I feel because, I feel angry because, I feel trampled on because, blah, 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 right? And I'm throwing up on paper. Then if I'm going to restore with paper, I would write, I am grateful because, and then write in evidence. I am joyful because, write in evidence. So that's how you could do it on paper. 
It could be very helpful to have a whole list of ways to restore and ways to release and restore. Two lists, the release and restore list. Because when we are limbic, we are not problem solvers. We got to have a list. <laughs> what can I do? Because this is not working. Maybe I can't go for a walk. Maybe I don't have any paper. I still need to learn how to do a release and restore. So what can I do? So when, when you were walking back after the situation with your daughters, you were saying, I guess I just didn't, my brain didn't fully grasp what you were saying on the way back. You said you got right. to the point. If you could just kind of maybe re go over that just a little yeah. bit, because my brain was starting to connect and then I didn't get it somehow. When, when I got to the point that I was going to begin, I was done releasing, now I'm going to restore. I, I, I asked forgiveness. I asked forgiveness of them, spirit to spirit, please forgive me. That was pretty ugly. What I've it up all over you. I asked forgiveness of God because that was was not becoming of his daughter or to, for not very nice for his daughters to receive it. And I asked forgiveness of myself. And then on the rest of the walk back, I said positive things. I said positive things. I started with, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for this beautiful baby that showed up on the planet. And honestly, in that, in that restore on my walk back, because I was really trying to look through her eyes and I offered some I please forgive me please forgive me for not being there at these key moments in your life but know that I love you and that I I can't meet all your needs I want to that's why I've taught you about Jesus because he can meet your needs so the release is just I'm so grateful that you do this I'm grateful for this about you here's a memory that I just oh my gosh every time I think about driving you when you were five years old in the truck and you had discovered the word ridiculous and I still laugh about that. It still brings me joy. Like all, I was just filling up all the joy and the gratitude regarding this daughter. Does that make sense? Yes. That, that clarifies. I think it was just because when you were saying some of the things that it sounded like before that someone were kind of, you know, beating yourself up a little bit, like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you for this or that. And, and, and I was like, how would that be restoring? But I get it now that, that you put it in this context. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and what that did for me, it wasn't out of guilt. It was out of sincere. I can't meet your needs. I love you so much, but Jesus can meet your needs and he can heal us both. I love that. That's so perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for asking for that clarification. Let's let's do some takeaways. We have a few minutes together. I want to know what you got from this. And and again, I just really thank you for letting me spend some time with you to share what I'm doing and and what God has taught me that has fundamentally changed me. Please share. Yeah. Oh wow. I took so many notes. I'm so grateful for all your help. I just and I can't wait to, I'm, I'm going to be praying about this and thinking about how to best share it with my sister, but I, I'm just so excited. And as, as you shared recent, just, just now, as you were talking about asking for their forgiveness, it made me think of this, it's a Hawaiian word, ho'oponopono, and where you just say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And I, and that just made me think of that because it's, it's kind of a, a great way to go in this circle about, you know, I, I may have started out in this angry place or place of fear with, or both, 
and I can make this circle around where I'm saying I'm sorry, I'm apologizing, and then I'm thanking the person and thanking God for what I see that's so great and, and ending with, I love you. And that's what that reminded me of. And I just thought that's, that's powerful. That's a great way to help bring yourself around. Thank you. I, I want to invite you to notice how you're feeling now compared to how you were feeling earlier when we were discussing your situation. What do you notice? I notice I feel a lot calmer and not so full of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling the spirit. Calm is part of the spirit. And we can experience other emotions at the same time. But when we feel that inner peace, that's what we're talking about. You're winning the real battle. That's and is that what you mean too? That's when we're feeling the spirit? Yeah. Yeah. And it does not always mean you're happy. Let me clarify that again. It doesn't always mean you're happy, but it does mean you're your very best self. The Savior was not always happy, but he was always emotionally his very best self and in every other way too. Thank you so much. That's what we're going for. Thank Hello. you. Hello. Yes. Hi. So I was wondering about the, the first thing you said about the smoking mirrors. I guess that's my takeaway. So can you amplify a little bit more about that, please? When, when we get, dis the smoke is the distraction, right? When we're distracted with the situation or with emotions, that's what gets us all stirred up and we can't see clearly. That's the smoke. And we think it's about this situation. We think it's about whatever's going on, right? We think that's what is the battle. And then the mirrors are shifting. So we look in the mirrors, we see our kids or ourselves or a husband or God or whatever. Whatever we see in the mirror is the enemy. But all the time, really, it's Satan just in the background, just shifting mirrors, just shifting mirrors. So if we can clear the smoke, clear the smoke and fight the real battle, that's the emotional self-mastery and Nelly pointed out. The real battle is emotional self-mastery. The, the real battle is to be your best self. The real battle is to have the spirit. The real battle is connection. It, it all means the same thing. So the only way to totally clear the Thank smoke you. and not get caught up is to fight the real battle. Does that make sense? Yes. And also, how can you or can we help our, our kids to connect with others? Like you said, and we discuss here, technology is a lot in the way, and we would like them to be more, to have more connections. But there is this Satan's tool, whatever oh. that, you know. So how can we do that? How how do we help them on That's that? A great question. And and because of time, I'm going to give you the short answer. You fight the real battle, and God will tell you exactly how. To, to win that battle in your own home or or resources to go to find that. I, I know that's that's not the answer that you were hoping for, but oh no, it's okay. Sure. It's good. It's a good one for sure. Yeah, sometimes it's individual, you know, it's different for me than for others. Or it will change daily too. Because again, I'm fighting that same battle here with my youth. And I have to be like, okay, God, I'm in a good place. What do I do to connect with them? Or what are the I, yeah. you know? I, I like this because I, I love when mothers are together. 
And when we're battling the same battles and we can support each other, I love support groups like this. I am new. This is my first time in here. And oh, I'm well glad, I am glad that I found this. I really need support and supporting connections. Thank I'll you so take. much. And make it make an appointment with Karen so you can get some one-on-one -on -one mentoring with her. Oh, yes, please, Karen. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah, final takeaway here. Oh, let's have it. Well, you said to raise your hand if you had one, so I did. <laughs> I'm obedient. So the one, I mean, there were so many things that were really, I mean, all of this was so good. So thank you. Thank you for all of sharing this. And I've, I've heard you speak before and I've watched your video, but the thing that really, I mean, there were so many things So this is not the only thing. One of the things that popped up for me was that was powerful was I am designed weak on purpose. So I'll go to God. And because I have a disability that has been a thorn in my side for over 40 years now, and it's been frustrating to feel weak. And, and I've recognized that it has helped me be closer to God, but I still would like it to be gone. But I just thought, you know, we're all created this way. We're all designed weak on purpose. So we'll go to God. And, and oftentimes some of those consequences you're mentioning, I think can be not always, but can be illnesses to help us turn to God or challenges in our marriage or with our children to help us turn to God. And I do think that he constantly is trying to get us to turn back to him so that we can get closer to him. And, and don't we all need help in these areas of being able to be whole-brained and manage our emotional state? I, I need that so much. So thank you. Thank you. This was wonderful. I'm so glad you shared that. And how many of us feel weak? One of my, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, when Jesus and his disciples come across the man born blind, and everybody's like, why is he blind? Is it his parents' fault? Okay, remember that. When Satan's holding the mirror up in front of you, whose fault is this, right? Is it his parents' fault? Is it his fault? Whose fault? And what's the Savior's reply? Well, he was born blind so that the works of God would be made manifest in him. Whatever weakness you have or your children have, know that it's, it's intentional so that the works of God can be made manifest in them. And how glorious if, if, we were, if we were born whole, we would never need God, but we're born weak and we're born weak on purpose. So he will heal us and we'll glorify him. I love that. I just think it levels the playing field a little. <laughs> oh yeah. All of us are weak. I love it. I love it. I love God because he has, his works have been made manifest in my life and in unexpected ways. I said to my son, who's been in Sons of Helaman for years, I, I said to him, I think I've shared this before. I said to him recently, I am, I'm really grateful for this journey that you've been on. I never would have wanted you to step into the world of porn, but look at all the good that's come from. Look at all the good that I've come out of it personally and how it's blessed our family because we've had to step up and, and learn about the real battle and learn what's going on in the brain and, and discover resources. And in the meantime, we're able to help people and, and, the works of God are being made manifest. God is good at what he does. He can take the most horrible things and turn them into glory. That's what he does. Thank you. Mm, so good, Kim. So beautiful. Amen. So great. Yeah, so wonderful to be with you ladies today. And thank you, Kim. That was just really brilliant. So helpful for all of us. And thanks for your questions, ladies, because as Kim shared, 
so relatable to all of us, but from your questions also so relatable to all of us. We can all relate to that. I love Kim that you pointed out to us that whenever we're getting in a mood battle and we're noticing that smoke and mirrors <clears throat> happening to ask ourselves, what's really going on here? <clears throat> Excuse me. What's really going on here? And yeah, who, who do I see as the enemy? Is there any fear here? Right? Just asking some important questions to kind of get it all so I can see it. Just even just settling in a place of asking good questions right there can clear a lot of smoke and identify a lot of mirrors, right? So wonderful. Yeah, so good. Okay, I think we need to go. Yeah. So hey, fun. Can I add one last thing after Kim? <laughs> okay, sure. Kim, do you give us a final? I just want to say thank you all and please fight the real battle. Whatever battle you're fighting, whatever battle you pick to fight, make sure it's the real one. Fight to be connected with your very best self and with God. That, that emotional self-mastery. That's the only battle you've got to fight. It's the hardest. It's the hardest, but if you don't have that identified, it feels like absolutely impossible like there's no answer anywhere yeah right? so but, how but, and and fight with christ sorry karen i'm just jumping in yeah, i apologize so good yeah. always fight with christ because you're too weak your kids are too uh -huh. weak always fight with christ he's got it okay bj to you mm. Thank you, Kim. We just appreciate that. Sounds doable, right? I just wanted to throw a couple reminders in here. I put it in the chat, but like Kim mentioned, please feel free to reach out to Karen as far as she has a complimentary 30-minute visit. I know some of you might be new today. One of you mamas mentioned that. Thank you for jumping on. We don't want you to come here and and feel drowning, you know. And so anyway, you can get on motherswhoknow.org, look under the support and training tab, and you can see a place to visit with Karen, or there's another tab that says visit with Karen. And you'll just see that complimentary visit right there that's easy to schedule. And then one other question that came up was, how do we listen to this again? Because we kind of got it, but we want to hear it again. So just go to motherswhoknow.org, look under the support and training tab, and you'll just click on Warrior Mothers Who Know. And you have to scroll down a little bit. And on the left, you'll see, listen to the link to past recordings. So that should be up by this weekend. So if you're thinking, I want to hear that again, like I do, I want to, there's a few things I want to re-listen to. So anyway, that's where you find that just under motherswhoknow.org support and training tab, and then warrior mothers who know, you'll just have to find that link. So, okay, Karen, back okay. to you. Thanks for letting me squeeze that in. Yeah, thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks so much, Kim. We we want you to come back. I don't know if Anelity's still here, but that was fun that she could jump in for a minute. But yeah, thanks, everybody. So good. And I love pointing out the real battle and that we we fight best with the Savior, with his help, right? Through him, we can we can do it. So good. Love you guys. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. 
Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers Who Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA age young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under MothersWhoKnow.lcs or search for Mothers Who Know, and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know last if you would like additional support and training please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms you can also go to the mothers who know website at mothers org or our parent company life-changing services at life-changing to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones thank you so much for listening today Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.